Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 4 of Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mailed Fuzz Podcast Network. I'm Peter Bradley, and joining me on this trip through the multiverse and the Speed Force, and is there a third DC thing we can travel through? I don't know. Well, we'll talk about the bleed later, but that's way later. <laughs> Matt, that's the voice of Matt Scalthorpe, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, evil? Also here... Uh, DC's got a ginger, we've got a ginger, Connor Ryan's here. Everyone needs one. <laughs> we we, needs back, needs might a... be a strong word. Yeah. But... <laughs> they were accepting no returns. I, I don't know, if I could trade you in for any other person, Connor, I probably would. I know some that you would definitely not. <laughs> let's start not let's not name names matt let's no. not name names but this is a dc comics podcast here and we talk about dc's books every week and this week we've got a bigger slate than we've had so far because we've got and the weird thing about the books now is because they're on this double shipping and they're on quite a strict schedule right now until things start getting delayed every second week is very similar in terms of what we're talking about. So this week, we're going to be talking about Batman issue 1, Superman issue 1, Green Lanterns issue 1, Green Arrow issue 1, but we've also got Teens... Sorry, not Teens. Titans Rebirth issue 1. Yeah. That's their fault for Teen Titans and Titans. Yeah. I'm, I'm not accepting blame for that. But we also have a holdover from uh, Before Rebirth, which is Justice League 51, but it's actually worth talking about because it kind of ties into things and, uh, you know, it's relevant. Is it a leftover... That's, uh, I didn't mean to say, is it? I meant to say, isn't it? But. Yeah. Um, interestingly, it was solicited for last week after being delayed several times before that when it was originally yeah. other things, but then they got resolicited. 51 and 52 got resolicited, but they're determined to have it go to 52. Yeah. So they're like, no, you, we're doing you something. You really feel like, look, John's finished at 50. Just. Just put it to bed. They, they well, really could have made Justice League 51 and 52, which are both one-shots related to other books. Mm-hmm. They could have easily just said this was like, oh, this is a Titans 1.5, just a one-shot to, you know. It could have easily been called that if they wanted to. Not that, not that I condone point fives. Not that I condone that at all. I think that's give that speech is... a 3.5 out of 8. <laughs> What's weird is they cancelled the rest of... Um... Hitches JLA. But then, is that such a bad thing, though? No, but it feels weird that they did it to that. With, yeah, with yeah. This, they were ha- just like, no, it has to come out. Had Hitches JLA been almost at fifty-two, though, they would have they would have pushed through. They would have found a way. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. What will be interesting though is when this will be like collected. Will it be collected in like a final Justice League trade, or will they put it in the first Titans one? Like, I I bet on Titans. Yeah, I, that's what I feel as well. But it's just kind of weird. But that's the books we're going to be talking about uh, today, so we'll get six books, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll be timestamped and all that for you if you want to skip to those. But before we even get to the books, we've actually got a little bit of news this week. Uh, next week, we will have the full solicits for September, so we can talk about everything that's coming in September, we'll go through and pick out our, what's interesting and all that. Uh, but as DC tend to do, uh, before we get the full solicits, they, they give a few exclusives out to different websites. And to keep up with it all, you have to look at about six different websites to see everything. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, so we've got a couple of notable things to talk about first. So they've announced that in September, we're going to be getting a Batman crossover. And it's going to cross over between Batman, Detective Comics and Nightwing. Uh, and before I even talk about what this is and who's involved, 
what I think is interesting about this is that it's all the double shipping books that are going to be part of this. And it kind of ties into something that we were talking about uh, off-air um, online, is that this is actually kind of a neat way to give all the regular teams you know, a, ch- a break to like try and like yep. catch up again before so they don't fall behind on the main books. Because um, it's, th- it's different teams that are going to be doing this crossover. So, um, But what it is, it's uh, called Batman and the Night of the Monster Men. And it's been pitched to us as what if a kaiju monster <laughs> showed up in Gotham and Batman and co had to deal with it. And you've got me already. Like, I'm so oh, I love it. It's, yeah. it's great. Because um, Superman and Green Lantern fight big guys, right? Yeah. Batman does not. Batman stays at street level. So yeah, the fact he, that he gets the psychopaths and he gets the, yeah. you know. Do you know what I find especially interesting? Like, you pitch it there as... Mm-hmm. What like essentially what does Batman do against this style of threat? Mm-hmm. It's very similar to what we got in this issue one of. of I Batman. agree. Yes, we'll be talking about that later. But mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think this is really cool. I think it's like I say, very interesting. It's it's all the double shippers, all the single shippers, which is the Batgirl books and mm-hmm. other things, aren't affected by it. Um. It's also worth mentioning that it's a six issue arc. It will mm-hmm. start on. The, the third week in September I can't remember the, the exact day I think it's the 21st of September um, and it'll be finished in the second week of October so it'll take place over four weeks um, so it'll actually be done really quickly so yeah. the fact is, is we'll still get in September before it starts we'll still get one issue of the regular teams on those books and then in October after the crossover we'll still get one book for the regular teams so it's, it's interesting how it's playing out. We're, we're still getting at least one issue from the regular books in both months, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah, and I think the fact that it is a separate writer will make it feel like a separate standalone story. Yeah. So if you don't want to invest in this crossover, if you're only reading one of these books, it makes it really easy to skip it. And then the fact that they're yeah. all double shipping and this is literally only coming out over four weeks means there'll only be a month between issues, really, of what you're getting, six weeks yeah. at most. And... and he- you won't really feel that weight. Yeah, and one of the things that's interesting as well is uh, Steve Orlando's the one who's uh, uh, sort of overseeing the writing. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be writing some of the issues, but probably not all of them. But he's, he's the one. Yeah, he's probably plotting, and then yeah. someone else will do scripting on a few of them. Yeah, and he's uh, overseeing it. And there was a big interview with him, and he uh, he was saying that if you are reading Detective Batman and Nightwing, thematically, a lot of the things that are going on in those books will actually tie in quite nicely to this. And mm-hmm. that Batman's dealing with uh, new characters that have shown up that we're going to talk about later. Nightwing's, you know, trying to get out on his own and prove himself. And Detective, obviously, is building a team. So that's the really nice thing about this, is we're going to get all that team from Detective showing up in it as well. Uh, and trying as to help. As they should. Because when giant monsters attack Gotham, you want all hands on deck. Yeah. Yeah, that, this is when, like, uh, Alfred... Uh, Call in the reserves, please. It's, uh, it's time. It's... Yeah. <laughs> but even thematically, like I just said, ties in with this idea of what King is doing with Batman already. Yeah, it, all, all of it like comes together nicely. So it's nice that it thematically ties in. Uh, other things to mention is Riley uh, Rosmo is uh, drawing two of the issues, but he's also handling the uh, the overall designs for the monsters and things like that that are coming in. So he's sort of overseeing the arc, cool. uh, just like Orlando's overseeing the uh, the writing for the books uh, in the arc. Um, it's actually a homage to a, one of the stories from Batman issue one, and not today's Batman issue one, Batman issue one from nineteen forty. So there's a nice sort of classic sense, and 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 if we're talking about rebirth being about legacy, maybe this is also a nice little. Hey, you you want to see who who is the the main villain in that story? Pete, Professor uh, 
Hugo Strange. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Hugo Strange. Yeah. I don't think he's going to shop in this because it sounds like it's oh, just I, bigger I things. Do. You think he's going to shop? I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh. put it past them to have someone like Hugo Strange bringing them all in. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it definitely won't. I just. That, that I'm would just also, saying. I mean, but, last but, week you speculated about the the enemy and detective. Yeah. True. So that's what I was saying. True. That could and if, actually... they're, if they're playing it in, then you know. Well, what's also interesting is this starts in Batman issue seven, which is interesting because it means that we'll, we'll have the first six issue arc of Batman and six issue arc of Detective just nicely. No, it must be on what four? Yeah, uh, it starts in Nightwing issue five. Well, at least yeah. well, that's the second issue of the crossover. We you know what I mean. That's the yeah, yeah. But the, that's the first from the issue. first. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the issues this will take place in, just to clarify, is. You'll get Batman issue 7 and Nightwing issue 5 on the same day. Then the week after that, in the last week of September, you'll get Detective Comics 941. Then the first week of October, you'll get Batman issue 8 and Nightwing issue 6. And then the second week of October, you'll get Detective Comics 942. And that's the, the whole arc. So I'm I actually quite excited uh, by this. I hope they're labelled nice and clearly so I know which ones to read first. Because occasionally sure be. there is a problem there. Well, he, he said that Orlando said in the interview they're very sequential, so it'll clearly say part one of, you know... Well, I liked it on the, the, the last Superman crossover before Rebirth, where it was on the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, that's the uh, Batman and the Knight of the Monster Men. Uh, Which I thought, because that, that title sounded familiar, there was also a Matt Wagner story, Batman and the Monster Men. Yeah, I've read that. That was because it was like a... He did 12 yeah. issues, and he did half of it was Monster Men, and the other half was Mad Monk. Yeah. And that was fun. But so, I just the, had to pull that up because it's so it's a title that keeps popping up, which is real cool that you do with Rebirth, you know. I believe this is the first time it's going to be kaiju-sized yeah. uh, things, yes. though, so that's quite cool. Of course. Um, so other things that have popped up in the last day, um, in terms of early solicits and for new stuff, we've left some of the uh, some of the books we already had before September. We've left them off the table till the full solicits because. I think it's just more interesting to talk about the stuff that's new. And one of the things that we didn't know about at all is a new six-issue miniseries for Raven, uh, which is going to be set before the uh, Teen Titans uh, book, which is starting the same month. Uh, it's going to be written by Marv Wolfman, and art is going to be by Alison Borges. Yeah, I'm going with Sounds that. Sounds right. I'm going Seems with that. Right. Looks right. Uh, yeah. I, w I will read you the... the text from the solicit here just to give you a taste of this because I, I think i don't think we should do this for all the issues that get solicited no. a it would take fucking forever to do yeah. it but yeah. also because i don't think anyone necessarily wants to read all of the synopses for issue twos and threes and all that but this is a first issue so i think it's worth uh giving you the idea of what the, the series is so raven takes a break from the team that would be the teen titans and moves to san francisco to stay with her estranged aunt and face her most perilous challenge yet high school as Raven discovers more about her human side, one of her classmates goes missing under mysterious circumstances and she must face an evil like none she's known before. So, sounds like a high school adventure with Raven. I'm so in. Bet that it has to do with Trigon, because it always has to do with Trigon. Who's Trigon, Probably. Well, if you people that? don't know, who's Trigon? Explain who Trigon Trigon's, is. Trigon's her evil Satan-looking dad that uh, wants to claim this dimension for his own. Um, and I haven't read a lot of Raven, but every Raven story I've uh, read, Trigon shows up in some form. It's true, and if so. you look at the cover for this, she's holding like a comic or a magazine or whatever it is, and the title is Sins of the Father. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. 
Then uh, say it's something like she's never known before. I'm gonna call. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, I, I made you explain that just because I think a lot of people who yeah, maybe Jay. jumped on for rebirth are listen, that's, watching that's or listening fine. to us, thinking you know like we've just jumped in and they want some you know mm-hmm. some context for some of this stuff if it's new to them. Yeah, uh, so that's Raven. That's a six issue mini. So and I assume that's monthly. Uh, nothing about it's, double. It's kind of so. weird though the way it says oh it's between Teen Titans twenty four like the 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 new fifty two and then Teen Titans one the rebirth. Yeah. It's I, very convoluted. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's just like. Because obviously, when we get to the Teen Titans solicit, she's in it. So I think it's just to explain this is before. This yeah. Now, is she wearing that stupid-looking helmet like she was in the New Fifty Two? No, the it's new all gone. Thank God. She's back to the. She's back to the hood. Thank God Good. for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like but, when most people know your character from a cartoon show, and that's kind of the audience you're going after. I don't understand putting her in a cyberpunk-looking helmet. Literally so, made her unrecognizable. Yeah, and so the fact that they're going back to it is smart. And I think Marv Wolfman created Raven, I want to mm, say, back in sounds the about right. Titans. Sounds right, yeah. So, yeah. so, who knows Raven better than Marv Wolfman? Yeah, well, rebirth indeed. So, uh, next up, we mentioned that they are Teen Titans Rebirth issue one, which is going to uh, be coming at the end of September. Uh, written by Ben Percy, who's currently writing Arrow. Or Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. I keep doing that. God damn it, that show. If he was only writing Arrow, Connor would drink less on Wednesday nights. <laughs> that I would. That fucking show. Uh, so yeah, Ben Percy's writing. Um, we've got art by John Boy Myers. And... Uh, yep. Yeah, so here's the text for this list then. So this is Teen Titans Rebirth issue 1. The Teen Titans are farther apart than ever before until Damian Wayne recruits Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy and the new kid Flash to join him in a fight against his own grandfather, Raz al Ghul. But true leadership is more than just calling the shots. Is Robin really up to the task or will the Teen Titans dismiss the diminutive dictator? <laughs> that sounds like fun. so good. That's the sound like fun. Yep. I'm in. Yeah. Raz. I, I love... Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, you have Ra's al Ghul back in, yep. on the field, and you have a younger team, so they are Teen Titans, you know? Yeah, yeah. sounds uh, a lot of fun. I just love Damien. I love that he is such a, a dick, and he is basically an adult in a 13-year-old's body. <laughs> yep. And it's it's just so fun seeing him interact with people, but seeing him interact with people his own age is always interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'll be really exciting, especially since they're all going to have powers, which will make him feel like he needs to... Like, yeah, I, d- I don't know if either of you've seen the new uh, Teen Titans vs. Justice League movie. Not as it's a yet. similar thing where Damien goes and joins them, and yeah, you can. It, it's pretty much what you expect. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm expecting fun, and Ben Percy's killing it on Green Arrow right now, so uh, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is exciting. And the last thing we're going to mention here in the news is uh, Batman Beyond Rebirth issue one, which is also coming September twenty eighth. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens and art by Ryan Sook. Now it's worth mentioning that Dan Jurgens is already writing the current Batman Beyond, which is also ending in September. They actually solicited the hmm. final issue of that for the same month, so that'll probably be a couple of weeks before then. Um, yep. Now here's the solicit text here. Six months have passed since the events of Batman Beyond issue sixteen. I guess that's the last one. <laughs> While areas of destruction remain in the outside world, Gotham City has made great strides towards reclaiming its bright future. But new threats arise and old adversaries may be coming back. And the question still remains, whatever happened to Bruce Wayne? Wow, really bury the lead, huh? 
that that's the thing. Is it burying the lead? Because I feel like that's probably what's going on in the series right now. This is a weird yeah. one for us because none of us are reading the current Batman Beyond, but yeah. we're going to be trying Rebirth, and I'm not going to catch up with the old series. I tried it, oh. and they were just butchering Tim, and I couldn't I couldn't bear to read any more well, of it. And if I read Batman Beyond, I want it to be McGuinness. What this is? This is. It is back yeah. to that, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not oh, sure. That's why I say it away. You say that, but it's interesting it doesn't mention that in the solicit. It is a bit no. weird, isn't it? But they, they definitely said that. They made that very clear. They did, but they're like they're talking about how it's carrying on from the series that's ending, but there's no mention of a of a change of who's in of the suit. Mantle. Yeah. I, I guess we'll find out in September then. <laughs> uh, there's my main question here is how mad is Kyle Higgins at this now? Because mm. he was such a massive Batman Beyond fan, and that digital first series was really good. At least the first, I think I read the first twelve issues of it. You know, so and then he, you know, leaves DC, and now they're relaunching. So, man, it's kind of smart. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to switch over. I'm sure this rebirth issue will probably explain how it changes. It's just kind of weird how they've not mentioned it. Unless it just have. feels weird that everything else is like a fresh start of things, where it just kind of feels like it's going to be a continuation. Yeah, but we'll have to just wait and see. We'll just have yeah, to see. hopefully it'll just be this rebirth issue being a, a bridging the, the series sort yeah. of thing. If it is a continuation and there's not much to keep us interested, that'll probably be one we end up dropping quickly, I imagine, but we'll just have to wait and see. So mm-hmm. that's uh, all of the early news we got this week before the solicits hit before next week. So uh, we can finally get to talking about some books. Uh, and I was excited to talk about books this week because I will put this on the record now. I think this is the best <laughs> week we've had of DC Rebirth. It's the most consistent. That's fair. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't think it has any individual favourites over previous weeks, but I think the quality of them is all closer. Okay, well, we'll see how we fare. So we're going to start off with Batman issue one, uh, written by Tom King, art by David Finch, and let's start there. David Finch, surprisingly, mm. <laughs> art was quite good. Consistent. Yeah. yeah, it's the best I've ever seen him put out. I mm. agree. I, I agree. Mm. Uh, it's actually quite impressive. Uh, I wasn't cringing. I wasn't complaining. I was just going. I think through. the really flat colours help because they kind of divorce it and make it pop out more whereas the colours that we've seen in the new 52 that kind of house style colours that he had for a lot of that doesn't work for his art I don't think nah you're right and it's uh, it's just nice to see it's nice it's nice to be pleasantly surprised like this which is because uh, it's one of the things when everything got announced we went oh well, that sounds good but oh we've got him on art and then you know it's nice to actually look at it and go you know what that wasn't too bad. Rebirth for him too. Mm. <laughs> he has been rebirthed. Yeah, definitely better than uh, than Forever Evil, right? Yeah, oh, miles better. Yeah. So, and like like Connor was saying, the flat colors really helping out. Also, it was interesting that he didn't have a lot of darkness to work with, which is refreshing. Yeah. Because if if you look at it, it's still even though it takes place at night. It's still a pretty great book. Yeah, there's lots of lights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of lights, lots of, at times, you know, possibly fire, which we'll get to, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's good. So, I I guess with that, we can get on to the, 
the 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 main thing here, which is the the story, and um, I think we all agree that this is a nice big step up from the rebirth issue. Yeah. Um, I thought I really enjoyed this issue. I thought this was really exciting. It was a really fun action issue that really, and like mm-hmm. Connor said earlier, uh, the whole conceit of this issue is how does Batman deal with a plane falling? Like, you know, a plane that's going yeah. to crash. And we see this in Superman all the time. You see this, in, you know, you yeah. know, it specifically mentions Hal at one point because he says, as soon as he sees the planes going down, he's like, right, Alfred, call Clark and Hal, get someone over here yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like, though, because other writers, you know, might have just had him tackle it head on, but King decides... No, he has super-powered friends. If they're close, why not lend a hand? Yeah, he, he's he's got pride, but not he's not stupid. He'll yeah. go for help right. when he needs it. Yeah, and exactly. It does raise the question, before we even talk about the rest of this book, when is this set? Because if he's saying, get Clark, this must be set after the first Justice League arc and the first yeah. sort of action comics arc, because he knows there was a Clark to get. Yeah, yeah, I assume this was after the first arc of Justice League. and Yeah. You know, this doesn't really matter. It doesn't, but it's it's worth mentioning that. It, yeah, it felt until you mentioned it, I really didn't piece that together because it felt right. It felt like oh, it again, does. Yeah, we it say does. this. I, every I did week notice now. it when I was reading it, though. Yeah. So, but I just assumed like yeah, of course he'd call Clark, yeah. right? Like because they're friends. So yeah. I will say, um, I think the banter between Batman and Gordon is great. In fact, one of the moments that made me laugh more than anything this week is after Batman does his whole ejecting out the Batmobile, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Batman animated series Batmobile, yes. Uh, after he ejects... big old bad head on the front, yeah. on top yeah, of yeah. it. If, if anything can earn Finch points. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. basically, once he goes onto the plane and he calls it to Gordon... Uh, and they're, he's talking and he's like, alright, try and you know, evacuate this place, do this, do that, I'm going to try and put it here, blah blah blah, right? And then Batman says, I'm on the plane, and I love Gordon just responding with, of course, of course you're of on course. the plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he kind of had one of those two when Batman does the, the dip out. Yeah. He goes, oh yeah. yeah. I always forgot he does that. Like, that's always right. fun. Yeah. That, that one just specifically made me laugh, though, because it was so over the top. And like, you know, of course he's on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Already. Also, there was someone, were they in the plane where they said, why are they, why does this have to happen in Gotham? Because if this happened anywhere else, we'd have someone. Yeah, yeah. If it was, if it was Metropolis, you'd have Superman and so on. Yeah. Right. I like that too. Yeah, I also, so, I love the, the teenage kid or whoever he is looking out the window and just seeing Batman on the wing. That's a really nice image. <laughs> yeah, it is good. It's kind yeah. of Twilight Zone-esque. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then the, the bat signal when the kid's looking out the window. You can see it in the clouds on the bottom, which is a pretty cool touch. Let you know where you are. Yeah, yeah that's really nice. Yeah, um, and I think I think the action's handled really well. Like him mm-hmm. on the plane, like diving around and putting these thrusters under the wings, and yeah. then as over the top as it is, Batman like firing these thrusters off and tilting the plane to go between the buildings so it doesn't hit well, anything. Yeah, but he has help from Duke. Like, well, that's what I liked. He does, but like it's just such a badass, over the top like image of yeah. him like steering a plane, just stood on top of it, like yeah. steering. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, cool. like, it's like he's uh, on a carriage with horses holding the, mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> he's yeah. on a plane. Yeah. But and and the only reason I bring up Duke though is because they set up an end game that like he's not end game, the last one, super heavy. That yeah. he's he's like genius level too. Like so, the fact that he had him calculate this stuff out. 
Yeah, so he could, you know, steer the plane. I thought it was pretty cool. What, what I liked about it as well, because Matt, something you don't like with Batman sometimes is how mm-hmm. they'll make him be too much of a like impossible odds defying badass. Yep. And what I liked here is that he, he really skirted the line where Duke's like, right, well, I've got something, but it's not going to be easy. And he, he responds with, yeah. I don't need easy. I just need an angle. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I like that. I like that he's being a bad. That's a total badass line, but it's not... It's not bad god. Yeah, it's not bad god. It's no. like, yeah, I know it's going to be tough. But That's like... been consistent across Rebirth, like him asking Duke for help uh, in, in Detective, where he goes to Batwoman and says, yep. you can do this better than me. It's he's, it's all he knows his limits. He's even a in this, Batman with humility. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the fact that he goes, you want me to put the yellow on? And he goes, no, I need you. I need your brain. Mm. So I thought that was cool because that adds a different relationship with this character than he has with other guys he's been training. So, or he has trained. Uh, so it's funny, it's exciting, and then at the end it actually gets uh, <laughs> somewhat emotional as Batman realises that he's probably going to die landing this plane in the water. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, it's a little bit cynical because you kind of, like, okay, it's Batman issue one, Batman's not going to die. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter though, does it? Yeah. It's so well written that this like conversation. That, with... I I like parts of it until he asks, "Is this a good death?" And then I was like, "Do we have to?" Yeah, sure. Do that? that part is is maybe a touch too far, but all the rest and, of it, like him yeah. saying, t- him telling uh, Duke that he should uh, go to Dick and all that stuff. I like I that. Really yeah, I like that. Love that. I, that ties on with something in Justice League actually, but I loved. Mm-hmm. Batman's mm. respect of Dick uh, in yep. this book, but that line is phenomenal. Especially as a Dick fan, it's just it's really nice. Yeah, it was that part that was like getting me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That that was from that... henceforth. I refuse to call him Dick. Uh, he will be called Grayson because I'm not gonna have a slip for Pete to use against me later. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point. Let's hey, face Matt, it. on this podcast, we love Dick, yes, right? Yes, you do. Just, just I, I love Grayson. <laughs> I like how the key thing there was he was saying we yeah. and Matt was like yeah. no I'm going to say I but I'm not going to yeah. say the whole sentence because <laughs> I, I, I I've been tricked by him before so uh, not going to happen but no I did like and he was talking to Alfred about his parents and you know it was Batman looking in the face of his mortality and it's another thing you don't see very often hmm so, because he always, again, like Pete was saying, he's this guy that always, you know, he's the John Cena of comics. He rises above everything. Yeah. Always finds a way. Yeah. So, and at least this way it was plausible, and it and the reveal of how he does survive it was a nice yeah. touch. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but beyond just talking about how cool it is that Batman has to deal with something that Superman usually has to deal mm-hmm. with. Um we do have like the obviously someone fires a rocket launcher to do this, uh, which yeah. by the way I really like seeing that in the like while Batman and Gordon are talking, you just see like the panels yeah. like of that in the the background and stuff. I really like that. But uh, and it's Cobra, but not GI Joe Cobra. It's like old school DC paramilitary group yeah. Cobra. And we have a mysterious figure on the roof just before the end, who yeah. says, "Observe the clock, Batman." Now it was pointed out to me yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from one of our buddies on. Uh, the Mailed First Facebook group, that it says observe the clock, Batman, and then the next page, which is the page with uh, all the emotional stuff, uh, mm-hmm. is a nine-panel page, all evenly laid out. 
Now, if you're familiar with Watchmen, almost every page of that fucking book <laughs> is in nine panels. Yep. So, this could be us reading into this a little bit too much, or it could be very intentional. Yeah, I'm, there's no I'm such thing as a coincidence. Because this guy saying it isn't the guy who fired the rocket. No, it's not. No. Because he's obviously killed the guy who has. Well, I think that is that was Cobra with a cyanide caplet. But his head's right? blown off, isn't it? He's got a shot in the oh. side of his head. Yeah, so yeah, then it does. I, so then I did not read that page as closely as I thought I did. Yeah, no, no one's got a shot in the side of his head. There's actually like a stream of blood pouring from his body. Yeah. Okay, again, <laughs> did not read that page because I wanted to get to the next page to see what was up. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you know what I like about the, the save then? So the, the plane's about to hit the water and we can see the two figures like catch the plane just as it's about to hit. And what I like about it is it's so far away that it does actually kind of look like it might be Superman and Supergirl. Yeah. It looks like Clark and Kara. It's and the then, blue, isn't it? Yeah, it's the blue and they're so far away. And then you turn to the last page. And of course, because it's on the front cover, we're, <laughs> we're expecting these two to show up. But uh, yeah. these two new characters who are named Gotham and Gotham Girl. They seem so old school. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. and and that's the name of the story is I am Gotham, which kind of flips it on its head because as a uh-huh. Batman fan, you kind of read that title and go, okay, this is going to be about how Batman's a part of the city, and you know that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be like a, a metaphor yeah. type thing, and then not the end. Like, oh no, it's literally there's a character saying I am Gotham. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool, and I do I do like the touch that they've got the G inside the Superman emblem. Is there? Yeah. yeah, I like how even Batman like thinks it's Clark as well. Yeah, he's like he just assumes that Clark was there for him at that point. Right. So and I, I thought this was an excellent first issue. I thought it was exciting. I thought it was funny. I thought it was emotional. I thought I got the voices down, and the ending was actually really exciting and really set up a nice big cliffhanger of who these characters are. So. And we get more in what? Uh, two, two, weeks. two weeks. Well, three weeks. Yeah. Three. So a yeah. week off. So. Gotcha. All right. But Damn no, it, five Wednesdays. Cool. I know. Yes. Stupid five Wednesdays month. Good day it. But that, that was a great issue. Uh, really, really, really enjoyed that. Um, so, I guess that will take us on to Superman issue one by Peter J. Tomasi on the writing and Patrick Gleason on the art. Mm-hmm. Um, or did they co-write this one as well? I can't remember. I think well, they're both they credited as storytellers. Right, yeah. okay. They're a team like Wade and Somni. Right, cool. That's nice, that's nice. And uh, so I read Batman first this week. And I read this first, so... And I, I read Batman first, and not for a particular reason, just in that I almost just have this like set order that I read the books in now. Just, it's just habit, more than anything else. And I thought, oh man, that was great. That was, that was, that was, that was exceptional almost, right? And then I read Superman issue one, and holy shit. Yep. I this now I don't want to get too hyperbolic because obviously things could take a downturn and whatever. But this the start this this first chapter in this story, uh, Son of Superman, makes me think this may end up being a very special Superman story. Which is like in years from now when people say, "Oh, what Superman book should I read as a first time reader?" Or oh, you read Birthright, you read For All Seasons, you read this, you read that, read Son of Superman. Like I I feel like it might be in that discussion. Yeah, uh, this is. This is already everything I wanted it to be when I heard the premise and that it was from Tomasi and Gleason. Yeah. Yep. I just wanted to mention too that 
we got some of, of the family in action, but that Superman's kind of like grumpy Superman. So I was worried that was going to carry over here, yeah. and it didn't. So uh, I was worth, very pleased. It's worth mentioning this is set after that action comics arc. So yeah. just, just to keep things in yeah, right, yeah, your, yeah. your timeline, you know, things. But uh, so. so before we get to the main bulk of the story, let's talk about... Because it, it shifts narration to John after the first little bit. But let's talk about the first little bit first, where Clark's at the grave of uh, of New 52 Superman. And he's narrating and he's saying some nice things, as we've sort of seen the sentimentality before. Uh, the one moment to mention, though, is he puts his hand on the, the ground. And I actually forgot this yeah. happened to look at it just now, just because the rest of the issue is yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just kind of forgot about this. Uh, and there's like a, like, it looks like a sort of blue handprint thing on the ground. I'm not even sure exactly what's happening. It's like, it's like it burns the shape of his hand into the ground almost. Yeah, I, I put that as he was just pushing down really hard. And it laid down the grass because he wasn't paying attention. Mm. See, I don't think you it know? is that because his narration. Yeah, it says that he's surprised that something just happened, and that you know, it, it references rebirth. He says that Mister Oz said that we were not what we thought we right. were. Mm-hmm. And it says now this, like this is weird. I think it is actually glowing blue. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the next tease of the mystery, mm. I guess. Nice. Um, so that, that's worth. But you can sort of see him in the last panel opening his shirt, and he's saying how he's had the black suit. Uh, you know, he's put that away, you know. Yep. And then he's retired it. And then the page that we all fucking loved is there's just two page spread of just that the jacket ripping open to reveal the yep. with the single caption box saying the colours will fly. It's just page like, of the week. Yes. Yeah. Like just Yes. Yep. And then we get another two page spread, which is the title page of the comic. Um which I may more argue fantastic. It is more fantastic. I'd almost argue that yeah. wasting a two page spread in this uh would normally bother me, but it's just, it's like, no, nah, it's, it's the start of the book. Well, especially it's... when they're back-to-back like that, but yeah. then you get to see Gleason just work his craft. Yeah. He just kills it, doesn't he? With the layouts and just how everything leads into another. Like, ah, oh, man. I also so really good. love the, the muted colors as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, they well, pop out, but they're just just a little bit subdued, even the bright so ones. So, like... Gleason, I first came to him reading Green Lantern Corps where he was drawing all these weird-looking aliens. Mm. and He almost had like a grotesque style uh, that was I thought was fitted more to Shadows. And then you see him here, and it kind of reminded me of Tim Sales from For All Seasons. Yeah, I get it, especially this one on this page here where he's holding up the yeah. train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, just, it's a very classic-looking Superman. He's kind of blocky. But in that old style way, and like you said, the the muted colors, all just you know, yeah, it all just plays in. Uh, so I mean, I think the first like four or five, well, it's actually more than that because it's like several double page spreads. But like yeah. this first little chunk just got me so like enthused. It was like, yes, right, fucking Superman, we're in. Yeah. And then the story shifts to narration from John, and it's from his perspective, which I've got a feeling a lot of this first arc will be. Because of right. uh, what it's about, yeah. and uh, we have to talk about Goldie. Poor Goldie! I couldn't believe they did that. That was that literally had me in shock. I was, I, again, I was reading this on the bus. I was like, "Fuck!" What did they just do? Uh, people, people who follow—I mean, if you if you've watched any of other stuff or listened to any of other stuff, other shows, you know that I have cats. I have three cats. I'm a cat person, and they'll probably pop up in this at some point. Possibly. They're all asleep right now, but... Uh, Poor Goldie. I mean... 
thought I thought it was going to save the day. I thought it was going to, you know, I thought John was going to oh. come in, take care of the the stupid bird that was going to attack the cat, and then it's he, such it's one of those times where the page turn really works because it's yeah. the the page ends before with just uh, you know the glint of it coming from his eye. But you think he's going to do it, and then you turn the page, and you just get that massive explosive thing. Describe it. This, uh, this is the first few pages, like, got me enthused, and then this section dragged me down, but not in a bad way. It was more like, oh man, this is heavy. Like, this, this is going to. He's, he's learning how to be Superman's son, right? Not just the title, but he, there's these new powers that he has no idea how to control. Yeah, it's not going to shy away from the heavy stuff in this series. Exactly already. Um, and that's also where we're first introduced. First of all, uh, John crying about what he's just done. Uh, it's heartbreaking. But uh, we also get the first look at this neighbour, this girl about his age, who mm-hmm. I, right now I'm just going to say is going to be his Lana. <laughs> I'm just going to call it right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I'm cool with. Uh, is she holding a skateboard? I can't remember. I think she was. Along those lines. Yeah. It's, she popped over. She She's from the farm next door. She's like a scared kid. But, uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, So John comes back and... I know she wasn't all this. She was holding a the milk bag. Yeah, it was a bag of something. Yeah, yeah. it was the way she was standing. It reminded me of someone like just a skater kid holding a skateboard. Do you, do you know what the thing about that page is that gets me? It's not. I, I'm not sure whether he's more torn up about Goldie or the fact that he he broke his promise. Like that obviously means a lot to him because mm-hmm. that's what he goes straight to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it just is. It shows that he is son of Superman. Like it's inbuilt into him almost. Mm. I feel like I don't know. Um, I want vengeance for the cat. Yeah, well, I mean, he's owning up responsibility for what he did. I think, and... it's, t- I think it's time to get some kryptonite blades and go to town on this <laughs> little shit. <laughs> Jesus, he didn't do it on purpose, Pete. Jeez, he tried to save the cat. Yeah. I'm gonna grab his neck like like <laughs> bat tank style and be like, "Do you bleed? <laughs> you will." <laughs> I apologise for referencing that piece of shit, by the way. As you should. Yeah, yeah that, that has no place on this podcast. Uh, but, so, so uh, what's her face here? What's her name? Is it Wendy? It's not Wendy, is it? No, I'm looking. God. Uh, Kathy. Kathy, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, so Kathy comes over and she's seen this. And I think this will be an interesting relationship that's going to blossom from this because she's seen what he can do. So she, she'll be the one that he can confide in, even more than his parents, maybe. Where if he's too scared to tell them something, he'll tell her. Yeah, right. Because obviously he doesn't tell them about Goldie. Yeah, at least not yet. I mean, well, no, but they actively like Lois actually asks, "Has anyone seen seen Goldie?" And he says, "No." Yeah, and your stomach just turns a little bit for him. It's like, oh. Yeah. Uh. Especially as it follows immediately by her showing up, and we know that she knows what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I love how she's just kind of looking at him the whole time with these big eyes, just like, eek. Don't say nothing. Don't provoke. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to see Superman and Lois be stern parents when John throws a little bit of a little of an attitude fit. <laughs> Which he's like, what, 11, 12? Yeah, I think he's about 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that makes that's sense. about normal. Yeah. Being a preteen boy. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting, you know, don't, excuse, don't, don't use me as an excuse to be a bunch of liars. I think that's a really. Really interesting. It's an yeah. interesting theme to poke at. 
that he feels like he's the excuse, which is, we know is ridiculous because he was hiding who he was for decades. Yeah, but I mean, they're not, they're not the average DCU, you know what I mean? They're from a a different, I I don't know if it's a timeline or, or what it is anymore, but... Yeah, they're not like the rest. There's more to it, but then another. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the thing. It's like so, we open with the really exciting stuff. Then we have the scene with the cat, and then it gives me this other great scene, which just drew me in. And it's this idea that from his bedroom, he sees like Wonder Woman and Batman show up to talk to Superman. And mm-hmm. this is obviously going to tie into at least this meeting will tie into the first Justice League arc because this is them showing up and being like, "Who the hell are you? Now that you're here." And they look scary as hell. Yeah, because the way yeah. that the shadows hit them, they're so intimidating. No, absolutely. Um, Don't I forget re- the fact that Wonder Woman has her sword out. You know, that's that's <laughs> yeah. always immediately more intimidating. Oh, yep. exactly, exactly. But it's but it was, it was all from his point of view, which is again them being scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, him using his super hearing, which I imagine is just kicking in yep. to try and, and we get like little fragments of the conversation, and that, that's how we see where this fits in. This will fit in between Action Comics' first arc and Justice League's first arc with them, and like, right, you're here, who are you, explain yourself, as they would, you know? Um, but then, Wonder Woman and Batman catch him, watching, or listening. Yep. And I, I don't think I've ever sympathised with a, uh, oh shit, let me hide another dead moment than I have, <laughs> with yeah. Batman catching you, eavesdropping on him. Yep. <laughs> I love how Batman's like, he's listening. Like, he knows. Uh, he yeah. knows. He's got the superhero, and he's like, nope, not having this. Yeah, and then, again, sticking with the dark, yeah, Daddy Superman shows up, and, you know, that's, this is how the book ends. It's him, like, coming out of the shadows and be like, you're coming with me now. Uh, and I, obviously that's going to... And I'm wondering what he's going to show him or take him in the next arc, uh, next issue, but uh, that entire last section, it was just... this. This this weird feeling of being like from a kid's perspective, where like other members of the Justice League are showing up outside your house, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you feel the the added vulnerability, which is weird considering his powers, but like his mindset, and yeah. you really because it's all from his perspective, you get inside that really well. I think it helps that the art is all that those angles, it's all drawn from like that yeah. looking down at them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then even when Superman comes out at the end, it's like a low angle looking up at him as if like you're on the floor looking up at Superman. Yeah, it's like he is above you. He is intimidating even though he is Superman. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really impressive that given the fact that this kid is, you know, if he's not completely undestructible yet, he is getting there. He's getting all these powers and they've still found a way to make him vulnerable and make Mm -hmm. make him fear for him. Not because we think they're going to hurt him, but because... As a kid, you fear your parents. You fear being told off for something you're not meant he, to do. He yeah. got caught listening when he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. You know? But yeah, and then just the the way that the shadows hit that Superman image. It just oh, it looks so great. It is. it is. It is Gleason doing it with those dark shadows like you told me mm-hmm. earlier. It just, it's yep. fantastic. Yeah, great. Uh, so that's Superman. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll take us on to Green Lanterns, issue one by Sam Humphreys. On writing duties and Robson Roca on the art. So this was, I think, definitely our weakest out of the. Uh, you know, two weeks ago when we talked about all the rebirth issue ones, yeah. it was the same like four books we said. This was the weakest, and I still kind of feel that after reading this. Yeah. Yep, not to tip my hand too much. I agree. Yeah, um, 
And it did a lot of the same things that worried me. It started off with some space opera stuff that I'm really not that interested in. I liked the same things that I liked before. I like uh, Jessica Cruz, I like Simon Baz being the buddy cops. Um, but one thing that was really abundant to me after finishing this book was uh, I really... Like, I really don't want the Red Lanterns to be the villains for this first arc. I kind of want to be away from all that for a while. Yeah, I almost had hope on that first page where it's going through the emotional spectrum and stuff and Jessica, I think it's Jessica's narration where it is, and she's basically like, eh, I don't care, I just want to focus on my duty here on Earth. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. that's what I want, I want that. Yeah, right. and them being called out to a crime scene is cool. I like that. And and I like to, like, to jump too forward in the story, it is a typical cop story, even though they're space cops, because you have a federal agency come in and say this is our crime scene. Yeah, this is not your jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, okay, Humphreys, that was, that was cool. Like... As long as he keeps it like that, I don't mind the Red Lantern stuff as long as this is just a bridge to get to what's new. Yeah, it's kind of hard to care about the Red Lantern side of the story, yeah. though, for me. And, and we'll get there when we get to the end of the story, but there's more going on with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that they managed to infect people without rings, that's weird. Yeah, obviously that's the main plot strand here is that they're infecting people, and that's what the crime scene they go to is that this yeah. guy has been infected and he's doing whatever and he's endangering people and we have this I will say I really thing. like his uh, his Red Lanterns logo painted on him what looks like blood on his yeah. shirt I, do you know I almost wish like here's my problem with the Red Lanterns actually I don't actually mind this plot of like them infecting people but I feel yeah. like the Red Lanterns themselves Atrocitus and you know Co please I, I feel like we shouldn't cut to them and have like conversations between them. I feel like they should be left in the background as like the mysterious people orchestrating this, and we should just see the effects of people becoming like rage fueled and, yeah. like Connor said, painting the logo on their shirts and stuff, and like the idea of this red light like almost cult kind of thing happening because it's infecting yeah. people. If it was just that and it focused on that and the effects of that, and then and saved Atrocitus and that for like you know mm. issue four, issue five, when the arcs like ramping up towards the conclusion. When you yeah. reveal your big villain, like, it was just when it cut to like a couple of pages of like atrocities, like talking to monologuing, yeah, monologue. I'm just like I, th- I don't yeah. really care about this. Less is less is always more with atrocities because they turned him into Space Punisher. You know mm, where yeah. where you were sympathizing with him for what he's been through and kind of you just want him to burn stuff down. I think it's yeah. really you know? hard with the Red Lanterns as well because only atrocities and I think Blaze can really talk. Yeah. Right, yeah. most of them are just yeah. rage screams, right. and that makes it hard to care about them as a whole because he's he has to carry everything conversationally, yeah. and that that. Although yeah, but... I do love Dexter though. Going back to my my cat well, thing, of course you do. But, sure, but that's. But I just no, but I just thought of something. I want Damien to abdo- adopt Dexter. He can he's try. Bat cow. <laughs> he doesn't need any more pets. He's got Titus and Bat cow. Yeah, but if there's one, if there's one hero that can tame the angry cat, it's. Is David the suited creature? I don't know. I see him. I see him throwing the cat, you know, because Uh-oh. it scratched him. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, enough of you." I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed we never got that when uh, when Kara was a Red Lantern. We never got her bonding with with Dexter. Oh yeah, that'd have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when that got involved. Yeah, but, I mean, the stuff I like. I mean, I like, like I said, the stuff I liked was the two characters uh, and their banter together. And then, you know, I liked them the building the supporting cast. I liked uh, Jessica with her sister in the supermarket. Yep. Um, but. And Simon with his, you Family, know. Family, yeah. 
including the his liaison who's officially part of the family as he's having dinner <laughs> yeah. with them. Do you know what and the thing I, with this come Connor? Uh, so the thing with this book is I care about these characters mm -hmm. and I want to see more of them but I don't care about any of the story and I don't know how long that's enough to sustain it yeah I like I can definitely see this finishing the first arc and seeing what maybe the second arc's going to have for yep. us because the good thing about the double shipping is, is we'll get there fairly quickly yeah um so we can see how it pans out but I mean I didn't like I say I, I did still mostly enjoy reading that it. it's just it is easily the one that I was least interested or excited about yeah. Yeah. Because what, the what I was gonna mention good. is we got a new lantern power, which yeah. with the emerald site, oh, which yeah, is a right, nice yeah. little uh nice little introduction here. Yeah. I like how the ring actually announced it as well. It's like yeah. <laughs> so, Simon Badge, you have the ability to experience Emerald Sight. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm open to it for a little more. I mean the he seated Bleez in there pretty well. When they were talking to the the guy with the the blood painting on a shirt, hmm. you know, he said yeah. the blue the blue skin girl said that I'd have a ring. It did take me a minute though. At first, I thought he was talking about like some sort of guardian. Yeah. So did I for a second, then I remembered who we were dealing with. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I think I thought it was a guardian until we seen Blaze and I was like, oh, I'll be her. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't have much more to add to Green Lantern's. I nope. say I, I really like the uh, the babum heartbeat just kind of yeah. underneath on page my only problem is that it alternates pages after a while i think i'd have preferred it just in the background on every page like yeah. just a bit smaller it would have had more of an effect if it was continuous yeah. also hell tower not the most uh, subtle name humphreys yeah you know it's a red lanterns what are you gonna do hell, the hell tower of anger and rage yeah like that's what it was <laughs> so but yeah right, i do okay. like that the next issue is called mole cops though yeah. M A U L. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, that's kind of amusing. I, I do enjoy a good pun. Uh, all right, so I guess that takes us on. Uh, st sticking with the color green, though, uh, mm -hmm. going over to Green Arrow issue one by Ben Percy and Otto Schmidt on the art. Um, I, I, we said this when we read Rebirth issue one, but Rebirth issue one for this was just issue one of the story because mm -hmm. uh, yeah. th this was issue two. It's, it's issue one, yep. but this was the second part of the story, so uh, worth noting that. Now, I will say, this is going to sound like a negative point, and it, it is, but it isn't really, is this is the only issue one that I didn't think was better than its Rebirth issue. But it wasn't because it was bad, it was just because... I think it was on par with the Rebirth issue. Yeah, It, it pretty much was, but I think if I was picking between them, I'd, have picked, I'd pick the, uh, the Rebirth issue. But it's just because they already had issue one of the story, so... Yeah, yeah and it was such a high two. quality. Yeah. Because uh, it opens right where we left off, really. I mean, Grano and Black Canary show up at the the, the, the shipping the yard. To... I'm glad the editor's note is in that first panel to go read Rebirth. Yeah. Yep. Just just in case someone is just yep. joining in comics and didn't realise, it's like you need to know this. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's one where they shouldn't have had a Rebirth issue. So I just called that issue one because it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but regardless of that, so we get we get a fun action sequence. Uh, what's that uh, Green Arrow's buddy's name who uh, is on the comms? Not Felicity. Um, Henry. Fife. Yeah. Henry, Henry. Henry Fife. Henry Fife. There you go. So we get Black Canary. We also get Emmy, which is uh, not Thea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, helping out in the fight. 
And like I said, I said this last time, but I really, I still really like the designs of these, uh, these underground men with their, mm-hmm. their hands and their goggles and all that. I really love them in in those colors, like the, those like dark purples, fogs and stuff, and those orange eyes just really yeah. stand out. Yeah. No, they're otherworldly. Well, we yeah. said that we said this last time how they they he kept putting like oranges in the background so the green would really pop out. Pop. Uh, yeah, and it's the same kind of thing here. They've just got like they've they've really did some nice things with the colors to make sure that the things that they want to stand out are really popping off the page. Mm-hmm. Um, also, more Black Canary using our actual uh, power with like uh, and we see the rings of the the sound waves coming out. So it was yeah. I, I liked what Emmy said too. Is that it's. She feels it before she hears it. Mm, yeah, like yeah. it's a it's a thing that she's familiar with, which and, is kind of cool. And you can almost um, you can relate to that as well. If you've ever had like a like a five point one sound system, you've got the subwoofer going mm-hmm. off. Like you can feel that more. Than you can hear it. Like yeah, that. if you've ever been to like a, a live gig, yeah, uh, you, yep. you feel the drums hit you in your chest. You don't yep. hear them as much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. So yeah, and the the one key point here about uh, pl- well, two key points about the plot here, is that Ollie notices that it's a it's a Queen Industries container. Yeah. That these, these guys were using, so that that's relevant for plot in you know a couple of minutes, and also uh, Canary is not amused that all these flat out paying dirty cops to give him information. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's like, all the people you have relationships with, you pay. Hmm. He's like, no, I don't. Okay, yes, I do. Yeah, all but like one. Yeah, yeah. She, she should have brought that Which up. Which is his sister. She should have brought up uh, that when they were in bed, and because I'd have cracked the joke. Like, what you, you want? Do, paid? do you want me to pay? Yeah, <laughs> do you yeah. want money? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you want? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what we cut to. We cut to them in bed. They, they, they wasted no time Which, with this. <laughs> this is my one slight with Percy, and this has kind of happened throughout his entire run of Green Arrow. He moves things along very fast, and sometimes I feel like I am missing panels or pages. Because, like, I just turn to that page and boom, they're in bed. It's like, okay, I get it, but I feel like there was, it was, it's abrupt. It's like a jump cut. It is a jump cut, but that's because it, it you have the page turn, and it is after the, where Emmy just says, well, you two just get a room. Yeah. So it kind of works yeah. as a it, jump cut. It, it does work, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that, uh, that makes it work in terms of a jump cut. But at the same time, when she said that, when I was turning the page, I didn't think that, I was getting to them already being in bed. I was yeah. thinking, oh, that's seeding the fact that they're starting to fall for each yeah. other. And exactly. She, and she can see it. But then, oh, right, okay, they're already at it. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, but he's he's done this the entire, this is not new to yeah. Rebirth. You know, from the werewolf story. I mean, he was a werewolf within three pages. Like, Something like that, yeah. You know, so. And then this this guy that he goes talks to, I want to say that we've seen him before, Rebirth. The His, his CFO. Possibly. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, or at least he's been mentioned. But yeah, the name is familiar enough. So. It is worth mentioning, though, before we get to that, that the uh, all the stuff within the, in the kitchen with uh, Dinah and Emmy like, bonding. and uh, I think if, you, if you've if you not read Green Arrow before, that this at least sets you up for the end of the book where you, you're still going to feel bad about the twist at the end. And that's before. a little bit of my problem with this issue, yeah. actually. It's in this first half. I feel it's a bit clunky and over the top of making you aware of who Emmy is. I mean, I know they have to, but I feel like it's done in a really clunky way. That that banter they have while they're fighting just feels. Yeah. No, no, it is. It, it definitely is, and it's one of the things though. Where I f- I'm kind of glad they did though to an extent because 
I barely remembered who she was. There does need to be something, I agree, but I feel mm-hmm. that the way they did it, it could have been done better. I, I mean, it could have been. I, but at, at the very least, the dialogue bouncing off each other is actually quite enjoyable for the most part. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that this leads to Canary raiding Oliver for... Not that way. Get that out of your head. Uh, raiding yeah. Oliver for... Uh, all this paying out money to people and uh, is there yeah. anyone you know we talk about that uh, all, you know, is there anyone in your life yeah. not, not, not being paid t- to be there for I, you I had, a, I had a friend once mm-hmm. that was the the line yeah it's like he used to be my friend yeah yeah I, I do have to admit it's a, it's a little bit strange for me how Dinah says like, after Ollie implies they have some sort of relationship she's like mm-hmm. I think we both need time to figure things out I'm like yeah. Are we at this yes. point? <laughs> like, like, I didn't even know they were sleeping together like three pages ago. I think I think that's just meant to show like, yeah, they slept together and it was quick and it's like, hang on, let's maybe figure it out before it gets messy. Yeah, I get it. it just, I, I think it comes from the previous thing being so quick that this also feels kind of... Yeah, and see, that's but, what I mean. It always feels like you're missing pages or panels because he's moving him along. Yeah. At such a speed. And this, this is why I, I like the Rebirth issue more, I think. Mm-hmm. It felt tighter overall in terms of everything moving forward. and Yeah, that's fair enough. Going between each other. Uh, so he goes to meet the, the the guy running his company for him, and maybe it was just me, but it was screaming secretly the villain on the page the entire time. It may have been big flashing red text. You know, <laughs> yeah. this guy is evil. He's a bad guy. Don't trust him, yeah. Ollie. Don't be a tit. Yeah. I think all his staff are weird. You know, the page before, it's like, I don't know what she is. She's like a, a secretary or whatever. Yeah. And she's just like, am I allowed to tweet about you being here? And say, oh, you smell really good. Kind of sawdusty and leathery and horsey. It's like, you speak to your boss like that? Well, I took that as he's more of a celebrity than a boss because he's never there. Like His name's on the building, but he doesn't. doesn't matter. So... When your boss walks in, you're going to do that, really. I mean, even if he is a celebrity, just you're still in his office. I'm going to try out my next job. I don't know if you. I'm just going to be like, by the way, you smell really nice. So just <laughs> that, casually. Hey Pete, that's that's the secret why you haven't gotten a job yet. You haven't noticed how they yeah. smell. <laughs> you have to you have to be specific. It's the only way it works. Yeah, tell to us like sawdust and lavender. Yes, that's, that's, how, that's how you smell. <laughs> it's Very a strange nice. combination. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get a stew going. Um, but aye, so he, he he talks to boss man about company stuff and why are these containers being used and whatever and then we see the evil boss man make a phone call after he leaves and it's I actually really like that uh, page actually because the rain and the the, the thunder hitting yeah. as yeah. Ollie goes away in his motorbike um, I do love again also, like that colour contrast it goes from these bright warm oranges yeah. to these immediately these like cold blues and greys yeah yeah uh, so Ollie goes home he's attacked by an unseen intruder which turns out to be Shadow! Shadow! Uh, Mario does a better impression of it, but that's all I can think when Shadow pops up now is Mario's impression of a Deathstroke screaming Shadow from the TV yeah. show. Uh, but Shadow shows up and tries to kill him. Uh, meanwhile, we see some of these overseers. Uh, like, one of them is the guy from the first issue who's like running this like smuggling ring. Yeah. There's a bunch of other people with different types of mask. One of them, I believe, is Court of Owls. Was it? I could be wrong. Someone said there was. I didn't see him. I'm looking now. I'm on the look. Huh? Yeah. I, oh, I think this bottom right one is meant to be caught. 
Maybe. Maybe. They feel very Court of Owls anyway, I, I think. Also, nothing says Green Arrow Villain, uh, Green Arrow Villain like a mask shaped like an arrowhead. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. That, that is true. That is true. Uh, oh, it makes sense if one of these guys was Court of Owls and it was like a network of all these different... Oh, crap. It's a Talon. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the table. Next to Shadowy Face Guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, top left, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Crap, I didn't even notice that. Just because I was so taken aback by by the rest of the weird looking masks. And the, the, the over the topness of them all having this meet yeah. at a table together. Yeah. And uh, for anyone who's new to comics, uh, you know, Talon uh, are an agent of the Court of Owls who are a big thing yeah. at the start of Batman at New 52. Uh, so just, just for context. Um, but of course, they tease that uh, Emmy's going to help Ollie. Ollie's like, get out of here. But then, oh no! He'll turn. Emmy yep. helps Shadow, her mother. God Although damn it, Percy. Sorry, <laughs> the feeling it's going to be one of those heel turns. It's not really a heel turn. It's a heel turn to facilitate the story. So you know think, what I mean? So you think she's going to end up being good in the long run? Yeah, of course. So like, you say that, but the whole story was meant to be, from, from the premise I got when he pitched it, was he's kind of making him get rid of everything. Like... Like the way Black Canary has been challenging him about his money, he's like he's essentially gonna go down to that level. So getting rid of his allies and making it just him. See, but then again, it's so over the top about their relationship and her. Like what? So she just flips the switch and that's it. Like, yeah, it is. It is very last page twist esque. So like yeah. that, that never yeah, sits sort of thing. Because the entire run to this point that Percy's done, him and. You know, he's built the relationship with Emmy yeah. and, and the wolf dog, you know? Oh, by so. the way, uh, there's actually going to be an amendment when this gets collected. They're going to change yeah. the dialogue on this last page. Because currently it says, where have you been, mother? I've been waiting such a long time. So. It's going to change to, where have you been, mother? Hail Hydra. Um, yeah. It's basically what it was. So we'll see. It's It was that finished. moment, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't buy it fully. And we'll see. Plus, she, she was so enamored with Black Canary, not just because she was like the pop star, but I see her that's a, a positive role model. You know, so there'll be a struggle between Black Canary and Shadow for for Emmy's that fate. Should, that should be fun. Yeah, yeah that, could, that could be good. Uh, so, I mean, I enjoyed the issue, but I, I did think we brought up some problems, uh, some clunkiness. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, no, art was gorgeous again, though. Uh, yeah. Which really helps see you through any of those story issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a bit of clunky dialogue. Oh, well, I'll just stare at this lovely art for a minute. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so I think that'll take us on then. We're going to... Now, it would make sense to go to Titan's Rebirth, but we're going to save that for after Justice League 51 because Justice League 51 is kind of set before it and it is kind of related. Uh, so Justice League 51, which is written by Dan Abnett, which is a yep. sign that it's related to Titans, and art by Paul Pelletier. And mm. we get what is basically a flashback story to the time when Dick Grayson as Robin first met the rest of the Justice League. Yeah, again, that hokey five-year math rears its ugly head again. Yeah, but we know we're going to be fixing all this, so that's... Um, yes, that's the one thing that I'm glad that we don't have to do because he jumps in age, like... yeah. You know, we we know we're going to be fine. They're going to they're going to sort this all out. So, 
we got a couple of pages just saying blah 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 they beat dark side back at the start of the new 52 yeah. and then six months later batman brings dick grayson as robin to meet the team yeah. and while this issue does have a couple of like over the top sort of like there's so much fighting in the middle where there's this thing is going on which yeah i get tired of sometimes because it just feels like there's just pages and pages of lots of things and but there's a lot of nice moments where uh dick grayson bonds with various members of the league you know i like you know wonder woman taking his you know his robin batarang thing and yeah. using it and like bonding with cyborg although i have to admit cyborg saying that he earned his keep I rolled my eyes. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not truly one of them yet. No one looks at you like a proper member that just as they get cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> right? I don't. No one does. Jeff Johns yeah. is trying his hardest to make us all care about cyborg to that extent, and none of us do. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe they'll do it. Uh, yeah, I, think... I just, and that's what made me too. Is I didn't think this was supposed to be Dick Grayson, because until they outright said it, because he didn't act like Dick Grayson, you know. As as Robin, uh, no, I thought it, it was... felt off. It was a bit unsure of himself, wasn't did it? Did not say right at the start it was Dick. I, I'm sure I no. knew from the get go it was Dick. I, I I figured it out pretty quickly because yeah. it was like, well, yeah. it was it was it was six months later. It's like, well, it's clearly not Jason. Oh right. well, I think and... it was, maybe it's just it was connected to Titans. I'm like, well, it has to be Dick. Well, yeah, sense. and that's it finally pulled it. But I just so it's like with him throwing the the. the the Robin R's, you know, it just, it felt like an amalgam of the Robins, you know? Kind of like what was the problem with them in the beginning of the New 52. I didn't have that problem too much, to be honest. It just kind of, okay. it felt like he was starstruck more than anything from everyone yeah. around him. Um, yeah. And he was sort of dealing with that that issue. Um, and uh, I like that he's the one who comes up with the idea to realise exactly what's going on. Like, he's the one who yeah, uses his brain. Cool. Um uh, what was I going to say about Cyborg? Because uh, someone else said something else. I was about to say something. Oh, yeah. I think before Cyborg can be more than he is, I think he needs a redesign. I think he's, he's designed for how he looks is far too clunky and goofy looking. Well, that was the, the pre-Forever Evil. Like, he's been streamlined since, remember? Yeah, but I, I, still, I still think even now. Like, oh. I think he needs a sleeker look. I just think standing next to the, just, the rest of the Justice League, he just doesn't look like he's one of the superheroes. He looks like he's See, I get it, though, because that's kind of his whole shtick, isn't yeah. it? That he's not quite either one thing or the other. Right. So mm-hmm. having that straight not up in man, his design machine. works. Yeah. And so, and, and I prefer the, the Forever Evil slim down, like, mm. where they fine-tuned everything. Yeah. It's, well, so, I guess it And this is a throwback to the his first super clunky, you know... Boxy robotic. He looks yeah. like the the power loader from Aliens. Hmm. A little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So for me, I, I, like I say, I think the middle of this issue is a lot of uh, like sort of filler fighting that I, you know I didn't really care about. Uh, but I did like the Dick Grayson moments and the last page and the ending is uh, a yeah. where where it all makes it worth it and everything just suddenly feels better. Mm-hmm. It is amazing, isn't it? That last page. Because yeah, Justice League all congratulating him, saying nice to meet you, blah blah blah. But then all 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 comes down to you know Dick and Batman talking to each other, and you know you need to get ready to work from the, work with the league because you know you get used mm-hmm. to it. And Dick asks the question, "Are you saying that one day I'm going to be a member of the Justice League?" And the book ends with Batman saying, "You're going to lead it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Fuck yeah." Yeah. It's. 
it's great. And it's it's a great issue and there's some weird stuff that it's weird because it's set in the early days of the new 52. Yeah. But it highlights the problems with it because they, they have banter in this. Like, you know, yeah. you know when, when Batman shows up with, with Robin and Hal and Barry are laughing about him having a sidekick and yeah, yeah. No. the sidekick. The dialogue feels like it's regular DC. Yeah, right. and but but the but it's set. The designs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Also, Abnett showing his favoritism of Aquaman. <laughs> when Cyborg, Cyborg's like, yeah, you don't want to mess with Aquaman. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, which I liked. Yeah. But yeah, overall, the issue. I just I didn't. It was fine. It just it felt disposable. It kind, you know, it kind of is. I, I think if you're a fan of Dick Grayson, I think it's worth a read. Oh, yeah, it's, it's worth a read, but at the same time, like, had I not read Titans Hunt, it wouldn't have meant as much because there's hints in there about, you know, someone trying to break through, and that's where these incursions came from. You know, they're from different points of space-time. Yeah, we should mention there's, there's a narrator for this that we don't get to see who it is. Yeah, and um, you have yeah. a, a, one of the Kaluans... Right, Brainiac fives people, who's there to investigate it. Yeah, yeah. Those those weird wolf creatures. I can't remember their names. Oh, I do. They were Schrodinger's uh, dogs. Schrodinger's. Whatever. I remember because yeah. I laughed. Yeah. That's me. And then Mammoth from Legion of Superheroes because yeah. they they hint that he's from Earth, just not from this time. Yeah. So, you know, and they all you know just kind of they don't play much of a role. They're just kind of there for the Justice League to hit things. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I I I think I don't think it was a like an amazing issue, but I think if you're a fan of Dick Grayson, I think those moments and then that ending it just is, makes it worth it, doesn't it? It, it? it just makes it worth it. Like I say, like I said with Batman issue one, whenever Batman like gives that much respect to Dick, it's yeah. just it you know. Also, Pete loves Dick. <laughs> I do love Dick. Yes, he does. Connor this is Dick. this is this is the first time I've ever noticed that if you put silhouette sideways of Barry. The the flash the prongs make it look like Jay's helmet, like his silhouette. I'd never noticed before, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's so obvious. You ever wondered why they were on the costume? No, no, I got they were I got they were there, but I'd never clocked the silhouette makes it look like the helmet. Like, it's just one of those weird things. All right. Yeah. All right. So Ginger. So uh, as as for the narrator, who's clearly sinister in some capacity, I'm sure we'll maybe get uh, that'll be the thing that ties into Titans at some point. I'm sure we'll see yep. who that is, but uh, I don't think we have really any guesses at this point, do we? No. Nah. Nah. He looks know. tired. He looks like uh, the silhouette we see of him. Uh, that quick little hint. He looks mm. slumped over. He's about had it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll take us on to the final book of the week, which is Titans Rebirth. And much like The Flash kind of felt like it tied heavily into Rebirth itself, uh, this yeah. one feels like the next the next part of that, because it's Wally, of course, and Wally coming back to the uh, his team of the Titans. And uh, so we start with a little bit of history. Wally sort of gives a little bit of some memories and yeah. uh, him taking a photo with the rest of the gang, but him being fast enough to press the button on the camera and speed in and for so, the photo. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't forget the the creative team on this one was oh, sorry, I yeah I didn't mention this uh, and Brett Booth on art yeah yeah there you go um, and speaking of that actually since I'm looking at this page where they take the photo um, yeah. Brett Booth isn't great I don't think he's terrible but there was one thing that I really dislike in this I think uh, his long equine like faces 
it's the faces, but also there's something about the body on uh, uh, Lilith that yeah. just looks yeah. weird. It's like, she looks like a bulky man. <laughs> look at it. It looks like pecs and like muscles and like it just doesn't look like a woman. That's weird. Uh, it is strange. But that said, though, I, I don't think it's like oh, I don't think it's unpleasant overall to look at. Like some people, it's really, not enough to detract me from yeah. the book. It's not enough to yeah take it away. Well, no, and that. That's always with Booth. His, his art's not my thing, but it's never made me be like, well, I'm not reading this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think he's better when it's the stuff in motion. Like the the panels <laughs> of Nightwing leaping forward. I think they look yep. good. God, his Nightwing. That's his strongest art, in my opinion, was Nightwing. Yeah. I agree. And speaking of Nightwing, so Wally goes to Nightwing first. He goes to Dick's apartment. And by yeah. the way, calling on this, this best friendship that Wally and Dick had... Is the easy way to get me into this right, right from the get go. Classic. That is classic DC. Yeah, that that's like them being best friends and. Yeah, because even when Wally was Flash and Dick's running around as Nightwing, and you know he's not really on the A team, Dick, because he does his own thing. Hmm. It was always cool to see Flash coming down and hanging out with his childhood friend. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to something later, but obviously we have to get to the main plot yeah. here. So Nightwing's like, who the hell are you? Blah, 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 blah. He can't remember me. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the things you expect to happen right away. Um, yeah. But when he touches them, there's a spark. Uh, yeah. Which I guess I'm just going to say, Speed Force, bro, I ain't going to explain shit. Uh, but that triggers Nightwing's memories. Yep. Say, yep. How many how many times are we going to say that phrase between Flash and this? <laughs> Probably a lot. Well, well I've said it, it once. It happens six more times. It does, but we don't, we don't have to say it six more times. Yes. Though. We've said it once. We can just... But I just mean in the series going forward. How many times are we going to have to say that? Just just after they establish Wally, because this whole first arc is the return of Wally West. Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to... The Speed Force is the key yeah. to uncovering the Mr. Twister thing from Titan's Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So Dick remembers who he is, and he's like, I know your name, but I don't know how. All right, so he's obviously still foggy, but he remembers enough to yep. stop fighting. And then we get to add the big double page spread where the rest of the Titans show up because Dick, th- they all think Dick's been attacked. Yeah. See, this is where his art stands out a bit for me. It's Wally's body. It looks really stretched out and mm. disproportionate. Yeah. Actually, also, I love the... Uh, I it's not in the thing, maybe before here, but he has a, a caption where he says, uh, maybe wearing a new outfit right away wasn't the, the best idea. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, well, it was good. Yeah, that was quite good. Uh, so then he has a bit of a fight, and with everyone, is they all try to like catch him, and he's like dodging them. And but what this really serves a purpose of though, is to get a lot, lot of nice little uh, flashbacks as they all touch him one by one. And it also, also him like his relationships because he all, it, as they all attack him one by one, he's like, oh, this is classic Arsenal. This is how he fights. And like, it, it, if this is the first Titans, Teen Titans book you've ever read, and you don't know these characters. I feel like it does a good job of introducing who they all are and what their, their sort of personalities all are. It distills all of them down to one core element. Like yeah. Donna protects, Roy is determined, Lilith hunts for the truth. You know, like yeah. it, it immediately tells you what they stand for. Like like you can do with the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but as, as they touch them and they get their memories back, we get like a flashback with each one. Uh, we didn't get this with Nightwing, we get it with Nightwing later, um, which I do want yeah. to definitely talk about. But you know, the, like him and Rory, like, uh, what was it they're doing? Uh, just chatting and like having a beer. Um, when, they're, when they're meant to be like, what, teenagers at this point, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Classic teenagers then, basically. Wait, did I call yeah. him Rory? Roy, Roy, I meant Roy. Yeah, I was in a, 
I was gonna correct you as soon as you were done talking. Yeah, no, well, yeah. I, I realized I've done it, Matt. It's fine. It's yes. Similar name. I got you. Also, uh, leave it to the addict to be the one that, that steals the beer. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. He's the bad influence. Um, yeah, and of course, Donna, we get the flashback to, like, like Donna's like, what, why are we playing a prank? This is stupid. On the time of Scarra, we, we do not waste yeah. time like this. He's like, it's called fun, right? Yeah. You're going to learn fun. <laughs> so... And and they all show that that Wally was like the heart of the Teen Titans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. And we yeah, get flashback like, with Lilith and them, you know, sharing a kiss because. Uh, uh, I, I guess for a, why else are you going to use Lilith? Well, I, I, or, I guess for a while, you know, before before you met uh, Linda, there was a time when he yeah. thought that only you know gingers could only love. Oh, yeah, gingers. I was just I was waiting for the joke. I was like, <laughs> it's, it's just a case of. Throwing the gingers together, isn't it? Hey, but there's two gingers on this team, Connor. You should. I know. Throw. It's it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've got, I've got choice. Yeah. Uh, so so that's nice, and it's, it's kind of a sweet moment. And uh, then with uh, Garth, um, who I guess isn't going by that Aqualad anymore. He's just we're just gonna call him Garth. He's Garth. Yeah. yeah. He's not Tempest. He's not Aqualad. He's Garth. Just you know though, when I hear Garth, all I think of is Wind's World. Me too. All I think of is Garth yeah, from Wind's World. So. That or or country rock superstar Garth Brooks. So, no, no, I don't know what only that is. me. Nah, that's for sure. All right, <laughs> showing my age. Got it. Uh, so everyone, as everyone remembers, when we finally get the uh, the flashback, which I really wanted to mention, which is a. Uh, Dick and Wally uh, going for a ride in the Batmobile because this is actually a flash to a flashback we got in Jeff Johns's flash run, mm-hmm. which is why it felt particularly touching that we got like another part of this because uh, it was it was in the issue where Nightwing shows up to see Wally about stuff. It's after because uh, if you don't know about, uh, I won't spoil too much of it, but there's a bit of memory wipe stuff that goes on in the flash run with Wally mm-hmm. from Jeff Johns. And it's after everyone kind of realizes Dick comes to see him, to talk about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we get this flashback where Dick sneaks Wally into the back cave, and Wally's like geeking out over all the back cave stuff. Yeah. Because I always remember, uh, like, Dick saying, "Oh, but where do you and a uh, Flash hang out?" And he's like, "His apartment." <laughs> like, house, yeah. Yeah. This is this is really shit, man. I, I want a huge cave with like advanced technology and shit and yeah. malware. But but Barry did have the Flash Museum for a while. Oh, so. he did, yeah, yeah. Batman doesn't have a, a museum built after him yet. Yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was, it was just really sweet. It was a really nice callback to like a previous thing we'd already seen. Like I don't yeah. know, maybe if people hunt through New Teen Titans and stuff, they'll find these other flashbacks kind of like happened. But like that yeah. was the one where I remember this from a previous run on something. Like so that, this was that was really cool. I also just really like that line. It's like, oh, are you allowed to drive it? He's like, yeah. If no one finds out. <laughs> Batman will think. He's fucking it Batman. Is, it is just classic teenagers, <laughs> though, at this point. Like like, yeah, like sneaking a beer, doing this. Like, oh, what what can we get away with? Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And then we get a nice page of everyone hugging them. Because they all, they all realise. and uh, I like everyone's costumes now as well. I like that they all have their own distinct costumes of their grown-up versions. Like, I like Donna's black and silver... Garth is a little bit garish. Yeah, it's, it's, but... it's, it's it's like a little bit too illuminated. Yeah, maybe. I like everyone else's. Yeah, 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 I like all the rest of them. Also, I didn't notice this the first time. I'm looking at that page now where they're all hugging, and there's like a Superman statue or doll on the shelf yeah. in the background. 
Uh, Alfred Dick just has a Superman statue <laughs> in his in his house. Of course he does. It's one of his heroes too. Idolize him. For, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's his name. Exactly. Yeah, Nightwing and Flamebird. Yeah. That's where he got his name because mm-hmm. Nightwing was a superhero on Krypton. Yeah. Which is probably sort of, if you're new to DC Comics, that's that's exactly the sort of tidbit you don't know. Is that yeah. the, true. the name Nightwing comes from a superhero who was on Krypton that uh, yeah. Dick learned well, from Superman about? Yeah, that's why Dick Grayson is so important to the DCU because he is. Him and Wally now are almost the stand in for us, you know? Yeah. Because it's generational. They have ties to, to most of the heroes, you know? Yeah, Dick has always so. been like the, the heart of the universe, mm-hmm. and now he's yep. kind of sharing that with Wally. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and then so Wally tries to explain stuff a little bit um, doesn't get too deep into it but he explains that time is stolen and the interesting thing here was when he says that 10 years were taken they suggest Mr. Twister like is it Mr. Twister and Wally says maybe like but he's not sure and I'm like and we obviously yeah. know it's not we're like no no no, no it's, it's someone yeah. there but yeah. so I like that they're, they're poking at that like we're not getting to answers right away but they're poking at it like the characters are aware of it and that's important I think right. even if we don't answer this for another two years or they don't find out for another two years, because they know that something's wrong, it's enough for us to... The thing is, I feel now, though, after a few weeks, I get the idea of which books are going to be the ones that head towards that story more than others. Yeah, Flash and Titans... Especially is going to be shifting things. At some point. I feel like Batman might at some point, like, obviously there'll be some other arcs, but maybe they'll bring that in at some point. Maybe not, but... um, It's just, it's nice to see them, them poking at that. Uh, and yeah. I do actually, as much as uh, we're, we did have some complaints about Booth's artwork, I do kind of like some of his layouts here, with mm-hmm. all the uh, the overlapping sort of windows. Yeah. Going down to Wally at the bottom of the page. Um, that's really nice. And like, yeah, because they bring up this idea that do you think someone will try and steal Tim again? And realize that I think it is. So they're setting up the idea that this is an ongoing threat that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is which we're is really breaking nice. through. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea that it is cyclical. Like every time they get these relationships, ten years gone, and let's see if it happens differently. Hmm. And like, I, would have, I don't know, maybe it didn't happen yeah. that way, but it could be interesting. Now, yeah. the last page is nice. Wally picks up the photo that we've seen them taking at the start, and he says the Titans are going to figure this out together, which is a nice callback to Titans together. You know, nice little touch. Yeah. Uh, I do have one logistical complaint about this last page, though. Which is why is this photo here? Yeah, where'd he get? I I thought, did he have it on him when he went into the Speed Force? But he picks it up at the top of the page. Does he not? He, he kneels down and picks it up off the floor. Uh, I mean, it's just speed Force, bro. Time to swing shit. <laughs> I guess. Because if, if he's been erased and they've stole 10 years, why does this photo exist? Well, that's just my right. thing. Uh, it's, it's a minor complaint, though. Like, or maybe that was a picture they had before. Well, no, because then they didn't know each other from Titan's Eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, god damn it! But they they did know each other for a while. They were a team, and then they just forgot. So yeah, maybe, but maybe this happened, and then it got buried in his stuff, and then they forgot each other. I guess, I but know. the photo just happens to be lying at his feet. It is yeah, a bit convoluted, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so how it's, just, up... it's a good moment. That's why it's yeah. there. It's a good moment. That is why it's that you're right. But it just is a bit like it makes no sense. That said, though, as much as some complaints with the art. Um, but not super amount. I I did really like this issue. I thought in terms of again hitting all those emotional beats of harkening back to old DC stuff and also mm-hmm. setting up some of this rebirth stuff going forward. Because we know the first arc, which is going to start next month, and Titans issue one. By the way, can I just say I'm pissed. This is not double shipping. 
I actually really want this to be a yeah, double. Yeah, of all the ones that they decide not to. This is a single. We need to be a month. This, 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 this one annoys me, and Batgirl annoys me. Well, at least with Batgirl, although we get Batgirl on the Birds of Prey, so it's kind yeah, of like having a double. I don't double. want that one as much as I want regular. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. Okay, uh... but at least, at least with that though, there is two Batgirl books, so it's kind of like getting double shipped. I yeah. said that, but I don't want it. I can, at least <laughs> I can see there's a, there's a nice little comfort there. With this one, though, it's like, oh, come on, we need to wait a month for more of these guys and Wally. Yeah, I think the only one we can get elsewhere is Dick. Yeah, we get double Dick and uh, Nightwing. Yeah, unless Wally occasionally pops up in Flash. Matt, Matt, are you excited about double Dick? Not as much as you are. <laughs> Damn right you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! So that, that's uh, Titans Rebirth um, issue one. So as we've been doing, we're going to rank them yeah. each and pick what our favorite is. So we'll start with what our favorite is, and we'll go on. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave Connor to last. Because sure. I feel like if there's one person who's going to ruin the the first unanimous number one, it might be him. Uh, I, don't, I think he disagree. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Uh, well, Matt's not going to be a surprise. Matt, you go first. Give me your rankings. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I would throw a loop and tell you all that I love Titans more. But that'd be a lie. <laughs> no. Clearly, it's Superman. Tomasi and Gleason. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll make sure you guys weren't going to bury me all of a sudden and say Batman. Then I was well, have to rage walk. Hey, I'm not confirming what I'm yeah. picking. I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm just letting you say your list. Affirming your, your choice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh... Superman, and then Teen Titans, or Titans, not Teen Titans. It's going yeah. to take some getting used to. you got till yes, September to sort it out. It'll yeah, be fine. Because then we'll have Teen Titans as well, so we have to differentiate. And then Batman, and then Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Justice League. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, Superman's the number one as well. Um, I do hate a little bit that my picks so far have been... A Superman book, a Batman book, and then a Superman book again. I want to be a bit more diverse, but I can't argue that that Superman issue was yep. special. So, now nah, Superman at number one. Uh, Batman gets slotted at number two. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was a great issue of Batman. Um, in fact, I thought Batman would have been my pick until I read Superman, <laughs> and it was like, all right, okay. <laughs> After five minutes, you realise that was not going to happen. Um, so, that's that. And then I would go to... Titans next. Yeah, okay. Titans next, and then see, it's it's rough. I can't... I think I put Justice League before, and I might again, even though I do think Green Arrow is a bit more objectively a better book. But I don't know the emotions, man. The emotions. You're loose, man. No one's saying nothing. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Justice League, and then I'm gonna go with Green Arrow. Although Green Arrow, of course, is excellent. Um, so. I, I, I honestly, th- th- those middle three, I think Titans, Justice League, and Green Arrow could probably flip flop around, uh, depending on my mood. Uh, mm. I think the only clear choice here, though, is that Green Lanterns is in the last spot. I don't think anything would change that for me. Um, again, mm. I still enjoyed parts of it, but, yeah. you know. Connor? Well, I know my first spot, and I know my last spot. Everything that's in between is like, uh, I'm going to say it now, but that could change yeah, if you ask bit, me again tomorrow. Because I think it will be different to the one I actually put in the Facebook group when I said it. Oh, God. Because I, I reread them, so I've read all these twice now, and it's shifted around a little bit. But first, you were all right. It's Superman. 
Hey! This is far and away the best book. Unanimous. Book. We there have is, a first yeah. champion of comics from the multiverse. Is it Superman is fitting issue one. that it should be that symbol of hope. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. After that, I'm going to go with Batman. Then Green Arrow. Then Titans. Then Justice League. And then Green Lanterns. Yeah. yeah. It's about right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, I can clearly see what we liked and what we didn't like there. Uh, as for next week, it's about weird predicting our favourites or our most anticipated for next week just because there's no new books next week. It's all just continuations of uh, last week's stuff. But still My wallet doing. will be pleased. But some are actual number ones, right, rather than a rebirth. That's true, that's true. So, given how the issue ones this week were all improvements over the rebirth issues, it makes me mm-hmm. pretty pumped for next week's uh, mm. set of books. Uh, plus, we get, obviously... Uh, so next week we've got Action Comics and Detective Comics. I can't remember the numbers, but it's the next ones of those. Uh, I think that's Triple good digits. Enough. Triple yeah. digits. I think that's good enough. Um, and then we also have Wonder Woman issue one, The Flash issue one, and Aquaman issue one. And I believe we will also have Justice League 52 if it makes its date. It's, it's still scheduled for that. Uh, it's Also, it's worth noting that Justice League 52 was originally the one when I looked at the solicits. That was the one that said it was a Titans tie-in. And yeah, because 51 was the was originally going to be setting up for Green Lanterns. Yes. So I'm assuming that's 52 now, but... Unless 52 is something else entirely. Yeah, we, we we could get this next week and it'll be like written by... Oh, wait, this is a... Aquaman tie-in now? What? <laughs> like, I don't know. Written by uh, committee. Yeah, well, no, if there's one person who's going to pump out all the books, it's going to be Abner. It? <laughs> that's true. I think he's done a pretty good job, though. I'm, enjoying oh, I'm, I'm not saying the quality's yeah. been taken into decline. I'm just saying... He's already pumped. Like, he had two this week. He had Aquaman last week. Yeah. Next week, he's got Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> Potentially Justice League and he's, two for all we know. And he's also doing uh, the Life and Death Predator, or not, Alien and Predator books at Dark Horse right now, because I've been reading Lord. that. So he's, 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 he's working hard, but he's doing he's a busy man, yeah. fairly good job. Mm. Uh, he's not writing the best books right now, but he's doing a certain... He's doing a solid. solid isn't yeah, that's what I want in my comics. Yeah. You know, I don't need everything to be the best ever. Unless it's Superman, but <laughs> <laughs> which oh, I need, bias. I need after the last five years, I need it. But well, I think we have. Key. It seems like we have solid action comics and special uh-huh. Superman right now, so I think we're in good hands. Um, although it will be amazing to me when we get to a week with a Superman, like as in like Tomasi Superman, and Matt does not pick that as his best book of the week. Yeah, I'm it will, it will take week. something special to make him not yeah. choose it. Do you know what? I can't wait till it, I hope it's Batman, just because I want to see the squirming in Matt's face. He's like, my pick of the week is. Hey, I told you I'm honest to a fault, so but... I do like Batman more. <laughs> Which up up until the this is a good death or is this a good death line, Batman, which you know it was it was neck and neck. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. good. It's good that we can have that fight. We can look at these and go, oh, these were both great and. At the end yeah. of the day, Batman didn't piss me off like it has been over over time. It's because so. he was a person. Yes. Yes. All right, oh. so uh, I think that neatly wraps up the fourth episode of Comics from the Multiverse. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's plug some things. Connor, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at ConorRyan94, and you can find me on the TV podcast, Almost Cancelled, where we talk about many... Many, many comic book related shows. Almost yeah. too many. 
Yeah, all, all the DC related ones are all off for the summer, but we are doing like Outcast and Preacher and stuff just now, and Monona Earp, you know, so if any of those interest you, or you're watching any of those shows, check out what we think as well. Or go and catch up on our stuff of what we thought about Flash and Arrow, if you care enough about Arrow. But Supergirl, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Flash, and, Flash and Supergirl, generally positive. Arrow, not so much. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title on, uh, the subtitle on Arrow. Arrow. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at MattersDale57 and on the Mild Fuzz movie podcast, 1.21 gigawatts. Cool. With Pete. Yeah. yeah, with me. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and other social media places at Wibble89. You can also find me on the horror movie stuff that we do called Screams After Midnight, which again, on YouTube, also on uh, the iTunes and the podcatchers and all that jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. me, me and the legendary Tim Vergulish, uh the professor the professor himself uh, who started actually because if you don't know Tim Tim actually writes and draws his own comic yeah. uh, called Goatman and he's yeah. actually started doing little drawings for each episode of Screams representing the movie at the end so if you watch an episode of Screams After Midnight Shit. it's worth staying to the end because as, as the music plays at the end you see his drawing and it's like oh that's a nice little ending thing. it's a little treat at the end well, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> not, not my music. That's not a nice little treat, is it? <laughs> yeah, but you hear that every week. This is a new drawing every week. Oh, that is true. New, new stuff wins. New is always better. Yeah. So when did he start doing this, real quick? Uh, this, was, this was just. Um, so we did the current. We're doing two episodes a week just now. We're starting double yeah. shipping essentially for right. <laughs> ADC, right. and uh, we started at the start of last week. So there's been three episodes okay. now with drawings at the end. Alrighty. So. Check that out. If that sounds interesting, check it out. Uh, <laughs> I love how... I, I, this is, actually, I've got four now, because the Ring Zero episode went up, and he, he admitted to me I had no idea what to do for this one. So I particularly like it when he has no idea what to do, because it's just but usually... My, my question shit. is, of these last four, are any of the movies shit enough that it doesn't matter if you haven't seen them, and we can just watch the episode without having seen the movie? Oh, yeah, the first one last week was... Good call, Pete. <laughs> On that note. Okay, well, okay. The second one this week was Ring Zero. That falls out of that category. Ring Zero is not very good. Right, so, okay, so I'm going to watch that. That see, said, see his drawing without caring that. That said, it, it, will, it will spoil the first movie, and you should have seen the, the first one's worth watching. That's true. Connor, YouTube has fast forward. Just go to the yeah. end. <laughs> Yeah, but I want the context. Yeah, no, but it's, it's funny, though. I, I mean, Tim put on a good show. Um, yeah. the, the st- what was the first one last week? Oh, that's really going to annoy me now. Oh. Cause you got, you've, you've done The Conjuring? You've done The Conjuring 2? Was, was it The Darkness? Probably. I think it was The Darkness last week, yeah. That was the first one last week. Maybe I'll oh. check. Maybe it was the one after that. <laughs> I'll see what your last few were. What was so... before The Conjuring? There was one before The Conjuring. Guys, we're still alive! The, the Darkness. The Darkness, the there darkness. You go. That one. Hey. Go watch that one if you want the Yeah, they get tangents. This is, they come here for the tangents. Um, thanks for watching or listening. Uh, we talk about DC Comics for most of the runtime. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sometimes we bring up the professor. So, Did you even get your plugs in? <laughs> yeah, I got my plugs okay. in. Plugs are in. Uh, the other thing to add on is let us know what you thought of the, the books, either in the comments below on YouTube, or you can tweet at us at mailed underscore fuzz. Email us mailedfuzz at gmail.com. If you've got any questions to ask or things like that, you can do that. Um, but that's that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, that's been episode four. Uh, my favourite we get. So we're, we're rolling in this rebirth train and I'm really enjoying it. So hope you guys are too. 
Uh, keep reading comics, and always, guys, don't get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion. Thank you.